0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 119, an important quality to look for in a friend. Before we get into today's program, I want you to know that next week, September 1st, concludes season 5 with episode 120. Then the following week, the first Wednesday after Labor Day here in the United States, season 6 will begin. Unlike last year, there has been no break between Seasons 5 and 6. I mentioned last year there's a rhythm I feel when summer comes to an end and the kids go back to school. I also used to go back to school when I was a teacher for 7 plus years, and I can't seem to get that rhythm out of my system. For me, September is the start of all things new, even more so than January 1st. I can already feel the back-to-school adrenaline ramping up production in my body. And I wonder if any of you have these same back-to-school feelings. Well, enough of that, and on to today's program. When our kids were little, we used to talk to them about what qualities to look for in choosing a friend. And for the most part, they did a fine job of picking friends that brought out the best in them, and vice versa. It's now decades later, and I'm thinking about the same thing about my choice of friends. There's a lot of virtues I think most of us would agree upon, so there's no need to go into those. But there is one quality that I've grown to appreciate in people lately, a quality I've become increasingly aware of that I hadn't paid much attention to in the past. Keep listening to learn what I've grown to value more in people, and what you could be looking for as well to add more depth to your relationships. One of the things I enjoy about doing this podcast is getting feedback from listeners and my interaction with some of you. Just recently, I saw a common thread from podcast responses from two listeners, along with one Facebook post from another listener and friend. All of them stimulated my thinking because each demonstrate an important quality I appreciate in a friend. The first one comes from Darlene, a listener and family friend in response to episode 115 on becoming more self-aware. I'll put links to any of the episodes I mentioned today in the show notes. Here's what Darlene said as she quoted from the 17th century nun's prayer that I talked about in that episode. Darlene writes, Give me the ability to see good things in unexpected places. She said that's one of my favorite lines in Sister Olivia's wise, sweet, deep, meaningful, spunky prayer. Darlene goes on to say, Thinking of your friend as he and his daughter mark the first year without their beloved wife and mom. It is only grace that carries you through and into living in the changes such loss brings to the soul. Her last comments there were in reference to my friend Martin, who lost his wife Suzanne to a brain aneurysm on August 8th a year ago. Both of them served as missionaries in China and Germany, before moving to Chicago. I spoke of them in episodes 71 and 72. Again, there'll be links to that in the show notes. I so appreciate Darlene's reflective thoughtfulness in her response. It's the important virtue I've come to appreciate more and more when I see it in my friends. Reflective thoughtfulness. For example, she quotes the line from the prayer in episode 115, Give me the ability to see good things in unexpected places. She found it sweet, deep, and meaningful. You can tell it impacted her, and how thoughtful of her to let me know, and in turn, all of you as well. She remembered the impact that Suzanne's death had on Janet and me, and still has. She remembered and acknowledged our loss, just as she acknowledged Martin's loss, Remembering is such an important part of deepening relationships with people. Remember the ORA principle we keep talking about? Observe, remember, ask, O-R-A. And then her comment at the end when she says, it is only grace that carries you through and into living in the change such loss brings to the soul. Isn't that beautiful? Well, and what a caring and heartfelt response that comes from thoughtful reflection upon the deep experiences others are going through. Here's a second example of reflective thoughtfulness from another listener. Two days after episode 110 went live, I got a text from my friend Randy in Pittsburgh. Randy and I have been friends for a long time, as I've mentioned, and he comments quite regularly, which I appreciate. Episode 110, as you might recall, is the one about relationships that we didn't choose and how many of us are shaped by the relationships of people who choose us, but we didn't choose them, like our parents, for example. The main point of that episode is to be kind to others who didn't choose to have a relationship with us, but who have one with us anyway because it will bring out the best in us. Well, here's what Randy wrote. Good morning, John. I loved this week's podcast. In its own way, poking around at some deeper things I need to reflect on more. It's been a hectic week, so I'm looking forward to listening to it again. And then, and then he just signs it, Randy. Well, I appreciate Randy's reflective thoughtfulness. He commented that the episode stirred something within him, something deeper, something that he needs to reflect on more. And I love his word choice, poking around, deeper things, and then looking forward to listening to the episode again. You know, a thoughtful person thinks like this. They reflect. They take the time to do so. They use the thoughts of others to stimulate thoughts of their own. Not to talk about them yet, but to explore them more internally. And then finally, here's a third example of reflective thoughtfulness. Another of my friends is also a listener to this podcast. Her name is Kat. Kat with a K. (laughs) I was struck by uh, several things she wrote recently, not in response to a podcast episode, but by something she posted on Facebook the last week in August during the 2021 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Her posts were about gymnast Simone Biles pulling out of several Olympic events for mental health reasons. Here are a few excerpts from her post. She writes, Part of the reason I'm posting this is I'm curious what people think. And she mentioned uh, someone else who had responded uh, and she thanked that person for chiming in. And Kat goes on to say, I hadn't thought about the ongoing effects from the sexual assault that Simone Bilas had experienced and what her, her Facebook friend had commented on, commented on. Kat said, I'm interested not just in the individual side of this, but the team side too. I don't think if Tom Brady had said he couldn't play in the Super Bowl Or Giannis, the NBA championship due to mental health issues, that the reaction would be as positive and understanding. There are a lot of factors to all of this. Kat then talks about one of her other Facebook friends commenting on the physical issues related to Simone Baila's decision to pull out, that she felt uh, some physical harm could come to her. And then Kat says, the more I think about the situation that Simone Biles is in, the more my heart goes out to her. She goes on, the point I'm making is how much of a generational shift there has been with all of this. For example, I'm sure my brother who coaches softball, but has had or definitely will have now some players who take, quote, mental health days, even though that sport isn't life-threatening as gymnastics except for maybe freak accidents. That would have been inconceivable when I was playing. There's also the somewhat separate issue of how Bylas said that she wanted to address the struggles when she pulled out of the team event, saying she wanted to, quote, focus on herself. I wholeheartedly agree with the importance of being mentally healthy and doing what one can towards that end. But I think we're forgetting how much of a shift we've had over the past few years on this topic, elevating it above almost everything else and also about the way to go about it, like saying we need time to, quote, focus on myself. And Kat concludes with the following sentence that I really like. And she says, And as for the record, I love talking about and processing through stuff like this. So thanks for chiming in. Everyone. Well, I certainly appreciate Kat's reflective thoughtfulness in her Facebook post. You know, at one extreme, people are criticizing Biles for letting her country down by withdrawing from competition to focus on her mental, mental health. While others applaud her for paying attention to her body, recognizing her limits, and making a hard decision that she knew would not please everyone. Kat threw out her thoughts and observation for the purpose of stimulating dialogue about this complex issue, not to champion one point or the other. What other people had to say helped her to see more about the issue than she originally considered. So what does all of this mean for you and me? How can we use what we've heard today to improve the relationships in our lives? Well, I think we can do ourselves a really big favor by using the good that we see in others as models of the good we want to develop in ourselves. For example, we can be more thoughtfully reflective like Darlene and let people know how what they say and do impacts us for the good. Like her, we can remember what people tell us in the past and reference now in the present especially when it comes to matters of the heart. We can draw a connection between what we and others experience with the involvement of God in the affairs of mankind, like when she talked about grace carrying us through the changes that bring loss to our soul. We can also be more thoughtfully reflective like Randy and let the experiences of others speak to things going on within us, even if it's just to quote, poke around more, as Randy says, about issues that deserve more reflection. And finally, we can be more like Kat and invite people to a place of reflective thoughtfulness to dialogue about important issues, as she did on Facebook with the Simone Biles story. Just as Kat did, we can go beyond surface issues that everybody talks about, and instead talk about the meaning and implications beyond the obvious. In the Bible story, for example, to consider the larger issue of the interplay between perseverance in the midst of adversity, responsibility to one's group, self-care, people-pleasing, and personal safety. All of that kind of jumbled in together like a bunch of spaghetti. We can think and discuss complex issues like this as a way of growing and learning from others. Well, here's the main point that I, I really hope you remember from today's episode. It's this. Whatever important qualities we look for in a friend, develop and nurture those same qualities in ourself. Be for others what you want them to be for you. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. In closing, if you found this podcast helpful, please follow us from wherever you get your podcasts if you haven't already done so. I do hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to spend a little more time thoughtfully reflective so that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's all for today. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Goodbye for now.